Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. Do you remember where you were when you knew that divorce was happening? Uh, yeah. I mean, we were in our bedroom at the time at the house and, you know, we were arguing over, you know, some, you know, life events that had happened, uh, for me. Um, and it was just like, you know what, like kind of like, here was like the fork on the road. And, and I've seen the, that fork twice now in my relationship with her. Uh, the day that I had met her, we were at a bar, you know, for her birthday and her friend's birthday, uh, who actually was the one that introduced us and both him and her actually were our best man and maid of honor. So that was kind of like one of those things. And I remember we, you know, I was feeding her like vodka tonics and we were having a great time and she had to go to the bathroom to throw up. And my friend Rich, to this day, I always remember this night. He came right in front of me. I was standing outside the woman's bathroom trying to just, you know, see if she was okay. And he went to me and said, Matt, she's not your girlfriend. Let her do her thing. Come with me to the bar. We'll go hang out, blah, blah. And I said, Rich, I can't, you know, I feel bad. I got her sick. I look at that fork in the road a lot. And I looked at that a lot in my six months of Matt, if you'd only gone with him to the bar, this all probably could have been avoided. You know, I mean, yes, um, I would, you know, and, and the one thing I look at that is, but you probably, you would have not had your kids, Matt. Yeah. And I love my kids. I do. You know, I really, really, really do. Um, and I looked at that fork in the road of that night in bed with her. And it was just like, you know what, Matt, like, do you want to stay here? Like, you really want to work on this marriage? You've been miserable for a lot of years during this marriage. You've been putting off so many things. The way you've been acting, you know, behind her back is really something that, you know, like, do you want to continue to do? And I just said, you know what? This is not the person that I want to be anymore. You know, I, I, I tried to do it. And, you know, probably towards the latter part, maybe I gave up, you know. But I just, I just never saw changes. And even when we were going through marriage counseling, you know, I was upset that I even stayed for that because for a year, because A, it was a lot of money. And B, it was just, it was, I, I felt like I was ganged up in me. And maybe I'm saying that being biased because I'm talking about myself. But it was a lot of like, Matt needs to change this. Yeah, Matt, maybe your family is overbearing that. I mean, my therapist or our therapist recommended that my parents come to a session. And I said, yes. And I had my father crying his eyes out, basically just like, just saying like, I love my kid. I don't think I'm overbearing. My mom is there and she's trying to be supportive of me. And it's like, I brought my parents to marriage counseling. My dad's crying in front of this stranger who he has no idea who the hell she is. And she's trying to say it in a nice way of like, well, do you think that you're a little bit overbearing for that? Maybe you could change this. And it's like, what, like, what am I doing here? Like I took offense to that, you know, because it's like, where's her mom who, you know, who I considered, you know, was a little too much too. Um, and so I just felt like, you know what, I've given so much to this relationship. I have bit my tongue and I was like, you know what, I'm done biting my tongue. And I just, I just didn't, it just didn't seem worth it. 
Um, it does suck that, you know, I'm not a full-time dad to my kids because I do love them. I actually just had them this weekend. I dropped my daughter off at school this morning and my son off at, uh, you know, to my house with, you know, with uh, my ex's mom who watches him because she basically moved in since COVID into the house. Um, Cause my mom and her mom used to flip flop on that. My mom has not watched them other than, you know, when I was staying with my parents, she lost that parenting schedule soon as I walked out the door, July uh, 1st, 2019. So, uh, you know, I just, I just stopped, you know, and I just like, you know what, I know who I am right now in this moment. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here, you know, and, and work on this, you know, uh, and I, and I would, and especially with like COVID, like the thing about COVID when, when it rolled around, the one thing I just was like, you know what, like this would have been the time for me to like really spend time with my kids because everybody's home, you know, uh, my daughter was home from pre-K remotely, but, but in the end I, I wasn't staying for, you know, my ex, like, cause that would have probably drove me up even more of a reason to get the hell out of the house because to spend that much time with her, I, I just, it wasn't going to be for me. And again, you couldn't predict that that was going to happen. But with COVID, when that came, I was just like, well, this sucks because I would have loved to have been spending time more with my kids. But there was no shot in hell I wanted to spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week with her because I just, I knew who I was and I knew how unhappy I was. And I knew I would have just been staying in general pre-COVID my kids would have not been seeing a healthy relationship between the two of us, honestly. Yeah. It sounds like you knew yeah. what was going on too. You it, you had your meter, the red flags were, were there. What would you do differently? I stayed, I stayed for the wrong reasons. Uh, I was immature. You know, it was my longest relationship prior to that. I was with a girl for a year and a half. And after a year and a half with my ex, it was like, all right, let's move in with each other. Like it just, it was like that, you know, um, like I said, I stayed because her dad had passed away so recently before I met her that I was like, I got to support this girl. You know, her mom's all she has. I want to support her. Um, I was very immature also because I was staying because our best friends had introduced us. I felt like I owed it to them. I owed it to my best friend for staying because he introduced me to his now wife's best friend. Um, I remember going on two consecutive ski trips, like, you know, the typical cliche college ski trip to Vermont. We went away and back-to-back -back weekends, of back-to-back uh, uh, -back, uh, years, I pulled him to a side as well as other close friends of mine. And especially like right the first year or two of us being married. And I had said, I, I, wanna, I, I think I want a divorce. I'm not happy. And it was like, well, you know, you got to give it some time. You know, what are some things you can do differently? And I think the second time was like, listen, don't stay for me and my, you know, and my wife or my girlfriend. You want to get divorced? You have our blessing. I just didn't go through with it. I didn't. And, it, and it's, it, it kills me to this day. And I know I hate to use a severe word like that, but it does, you know, because you look back and it's like, look at the time that I could have had. You know, maybe a different relationship could have come by. 
maybe I could have learned more about myself because now, like, especially like going back to like the six months up until now, I've learned a ton about myself and what I wanted to do with the person I want to be. Um, you know, and that's kind of, and that's like what like my blog is about. Like, you know, I talk about like, you know, being like, you know, like a dude that it's like, that's who you are. Like, that's the guy that you are. You should have not lost that. Like, yes, we all make compromises for our relationships, but you shouldn't have to compromise who you are. You want to compromise on like staying in on a weekend, fine. You want to compromise on like leaving early from something or spending money now on something versus money later on in something. Like those are like, to me, like those are compromises. Compromising who you are as a person for somebody else where you literally are losing yourself, like, I, I'm not going to make that that mistake ever again. And so I think that's what I would change of just like, I, I stayed for the wrong reasons. And I know now going forward, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. If something's not working out in general with the relationship, with work, with, um, you know, even relationships with like friends and family, like I'm going to be honest and say, listen, I disagree with you and here's why. And you have to respect my opinion. I've always come from the, the standpoint of like, I try to please everybody. I try to make everybody happy. Um, and, I, and I look at it as like, you know, there's people around me who don't have that. People tell it the way that it is. And it's like, if you don't like me, you don't like me. I'm giving, I'm, but I'm being honest with you and I hope that you can respect me. And I'm trying to do more of that now. That's a winning formula right there because you're honoring yourself. Yeah. And, and that's also who I want like my kids to see, you know? And so like, you know, now like, you know, I, I want my kids to see me with somebody who makes me happy. I want them to see what a happy relationship looks like. You know, I don't want them to, you know, if I had stayed, I didn't want them to see like mom and dad don't even like, you know, look loving towards each other. You know, the one positive thing I could say about myself and my ex was the fact that we never argued in front of the kids, especially when we were going through marriage counseling and we would take some of those sessions with us back to the house. We would pull ourselves to the kitchen or we would go downstairs into the basement. We'd let my daughter be upstairs watching TV or we'd leave her downstairs in the basement playing. We'd go upstairs to, uh, you know, to the bedroom. And then we would like hash things out. We would talk to each other. Um, so I, I give us both credit on that because we at least agreed upon that of like, I don't want her to see us fighting in, you know, in front of her, you know, you the one um, and going that? forward, say that again. Were you the one that proposed that, that agreement? Um, I think that might've been both of us, hmm. both of us. So that's what I'm saying. I'll, I'll give her credit on that, you know? Um, and again, like that was, that's what I'm also saying too, like, she was always bluntly honest with me. Like when she asked me, where do you see yourself in five years? She had a plan. She was bluntly honest with me. Yeah. That's another fork in the road where like, if I had known truly before that conversation, cause I just, I admit I'd never really had that conversation with myself about like, what do you, like, what do you want to do Matt in life? Like you're out of grad school right now. Um, or you're, yeah. Or you just finished grad school. You're looking to get a, you know, get a job or you have a job right now. What do you want to do with the rest of your life? You know, where do you want to be? I knew a job I had. I knew that. But like, where do you want to be in life? And I just didn't really think about it, you know, honestly. Um, you know, I was a Queens kid. I went to school in Long Island for the most, you know, for all of college and, you know, bachelor's and master's degrees. So for six years in Long Island, 
I have family on Long Island. Like, did it look like a good idea in my head back then? Like, yeah, sure. But like, that was just my lifestyle back then. I was hanging out with friends in Queens and friends in Long Island. Did I think I was going to be there forever? Subconsciously, maybe, but uh, I guess having a conversation about that, I guess I didn't because I, if I did, I should have said it out in that moment instead of being scared of saying like, oh, why do I don't want to upset her with my answer? So maybe I'll just let her answer and I'll go along for the ride. And I, and I did that. For all of our, our relationship, I did that. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.